0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 38 of a Wrestling Gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the Wrestle Beach, Emily Hayden. Now let's chat. Hey guys, sorry to disrupt the regular flow of a wrestling gal, but I expedited this specific episode because it was recorded this week before certain events happened that I want to get into before we begin the episode, just to keep note that it was re- recorded on Monday the 18th before this last day of craziness, sadness, heartbreak. I don't even know where to begin with it. But the reason I am doing this disclaimer is like I said just to make note that it was recorded before the tragic loss of a girl who is literally 1 month older than me, such a bright spirit, such a vibrant young lady, and I am talking about the leader of Tokyo Cyber Squad in stardom, Hannah Kamara. Um, I wanted to pay a little tribute to her because in my chat with Emily, which you will be listening to after this, me and Emily kind of touch upon her possibly working in Japan and some of the opponents she would like to face, and we obviously bring about Tokyo Cyber Squad and Hannah Kamara and zoe lucas and bobby tyler two of hannah's closest friends and i thought that emily would make a great opponent for hannah hannah was a big reason why i started watching stardom alongside jamie Hayter and bobby tyler hannah is my age and it was really really inspiring to see her lead a whole new faction in, in tokyo cyber squad hannah was so unique and innovative in her character persona she led a whole faction at such a young age and made it worthwhile she made it so exciting to watch and for me it was such a new experience watching the strong style japanese wrestling stardom is so so amazing and her alongside bobby tyler and zoe lucas that trio alongside jamie Hayter in a way to tie really pulled me in to stardom <laughs> I can't say enough great words about Hannah. I am so, so heartbroken over the news surrounding her death. I am still in shock. It still hasn't fully processed in my brain yet, but I hope the memory of Hannah is an eye-opening one because details and circumstances surrounding her passing are heartbreaking devastating. And it's just a huge wake-up call to everyone to be kind and remember that your words have the ability to severely impact someone's mental state. And it's Mental Health Awareness Month, which is the craziest thing of all of all of this, that it happened at this time. So I hope that Hannah is remembered as a vibrant, innovative, creative, strong leader that she is and was. And I hope that everyone realizes, I hope everyone seriously realizes and makes a more conscious effort to be more thoughtful in their responses and their thinking and what they put out there into the world because cyberbullying is a real, real issue. And it's truly sad that it's really not recognized until something tragic like this happens. And we do not want it to happen again. So I hope that everyone surrounds themselves with positive people, positive thinkers, people with great energy, so that something like this doesn't happen. But also remember to check in with everyone. And remember also to take care of yourself too. And don't be afraid to reach out. There are a lot of resources out there that I hope people can utilize so that something like this does not happen again wrestlers are real people yes they are personas they are characters but underneath that they are real people with real emotions and this should not should not be happening someone should not have to take their life because of cyberbullying wrestlers are real people real emotions they are human So I hope at least through all of this, people can take that away and make a more conscious effort to check in with people, but also take care of themselves, but also be more conscious of the effect that their words and actions have, not just in real life, but in the world of cyberspace as well. I am so proud of Hannah for all that she's accomplished. She was one of the first women to perform in Tokyo Dome earlier this year, which is incredible. She was also the winner of the five-star Grand Prix 2019 tournament, which is so impressive to achieve at 22 years old, the same month as her birthday. I... I was so proud of her. She overcame so many odds in that tournament as an underdog, but she prevailed, and I am so proud of her. I am so glad that I came across Hannah a year ago during her time in stardom. I can't say nothing but kind words about her. She was incredible and a beautiful human being with a bright future ahead of her, but now we'll never know. Um, so thank you for listening. It's been a tough, 24 hours, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Hannah and the impact she has had on me, but also the circumstances surrounding her passing because it it really shouldn't happen, guys. We need to make a stop to this. And the first step in doing that is making a conscious effort to think before you speak. And that's all I really have to say and I hope the episode with Emily that I am about to play for you guys brings a little joy or light to you. Um, It was fun talking about Japan and Hannah and Tokyo Cyber Squad. Stardom is a great company, and Hannah did great things in that company and revolutionizing the new faction known as Tokyo Cyber Squad. So thanks, guys. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the Russell Beach, the best, the beautiful, the only Emily Hayden. So how are you doing today? Hey, Beaches. I'm all good, thanks. How are you doing? Doing fairly well, all things considered. (laughs) But Uh, firstly. (laughs) Yeah, right. Firstly, how are you staying occupied during this quarantine?
1: Oh my goodness. What am I not doing? Um, I've been filming a lot of promos lately. Uh, yeah. It's the only thing that's keeping my sanity right now. Um, <laughs> in between that, um, I'm actually working from home. Um, I work as an IT technician, so I've been doing a bunch of that at home. Uh, that's very exciting. Uh, <laughs> in my spare time as well, I've been trying to get out uh, to do a couple of runs around the uh, just try to keep the fitness up, otherwise I think I would, I would actually be crazy.
0: <laughs> now, speaking of you being in IT tech, that kind of brings me, that kind of answers one of my questions. I know you went to college for a computing degree, which would make sense how you got that position, but can you tell me more about your experience in this program in computing? How was your overall college experience in that field?
1: I loved college. College was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, they always say to you, like, high school is your, your, your best memories, but mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. was not my best memories. Uh, I was the weird kid in high school. I was still the weird kid in college, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> at least it was like I was a really weird kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, in college, uh, I kind of, I started from the ground up, so as soon as I left high school, my first year within college was mainly, uh, digital computing, it was called. Mm-hmm. And it covered all your, your bases. So audio editing, video editing, Photoshop, uh, I learned how to build websites, things like that, uh, programming. And then when I was going into my, uh, degree, my diploma, uh, I was able to pick and track media after that. So that was mainly more of the, the audio and, and video side of things uh, as well as the website building. Ooh. Uh, so. After that I actually went to university and did games development so I'm kind of a well-rounded in in terms of IT.
0: Now would you say that's helped you in creating and filming your promos that you've been putting out?
1: Oh absolutely. Uh, If if, if it wasn't for learning how to do video editing, audio editing, uh, filming etc then uh, I dare say my promos would terrible it would be just me sitting in front of a Mm -hmm. a webcam and talking and that's not a dig at anyone that does that it's just that's not my preferred style.
0: Now I also heard you're a very proud hardcore gamer so tell me what are you playing right now?
1: Oh my goodness, what am I not playing? Uh, have you got a notepad and we can write it all down? Yes. <laughs> um, so right now I'm actually, I've decided to jump back in time and play Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh. Yeah, one of my, my top five actually. Uh, because I recently played Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I've held off so much on the final chapter right now because I've decided I'm going to actually make that into a video of my genuine reaction. Yes, we should. That to... Yeah, so I decided to do that. It was actually my brother that gave me that idea because I can't see him during a quarantine. So he, he said, oh, you should totally make a video and send me it. And I was like, ah, might as well just make it into his content then, eh? <laughs>
0: Now, I also heard you're a huge comic book fan, specifically with the fierce Wonder Woman and Starfire. So have you ever cosplayed them before, or is that something you'd consider cosplaying and wrestling and gear-wise?
1: Well, funnily enough, um, I've never actually ventured into cosplaying the two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, my first ever set of gear was Purple, and it was actually based mostly on Starfire. Ooh. Um, but it's definitely something that I would like to do in the future. Uh it's an idea that I've been playing about with to the the Wonder Woman style. Uh kind of a Beth Phoenix as well.
0: Yes. Oh. All right, now let's talk some wrestling and get down to business because there is a lot to talk about and take in over these last few months of your career. But first, (laughs) tell me more about Toasty. How did you conceptualize this fun and kind of unique companion, if you'd call it that? How did Toasty come about?
1: So, (laughs) oh, here we go. So this is a, a proper peek behind the curtain here. Okay. Uh, the key fave story for, for Costa is, um, I was doing my I Quit match with Sammy Joe and it was wedding themed. So it became an I Do match. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, um, during the, the match, uh, we were pulling out all sort of, uh, wedding themed weapons. So there was bouquets getting hung about. There was, at one point she had a, a, a bright white, glittered, uh, steel chair. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. And at one point, I pulled out a gift bag, uh, which I didn't go in it. Uh, managed to save myself with the said gift bag because Sam and Joe bounced the steel chair off that and onto her face. Uh, opened the gift bag and there was a toaster inside. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Kf story to that one is uh the, the announcer for the show, Simon Cassidy. Uh he shouted when oh, it's a gift. Uh so it became a gift from him and the referee at the time, Sean McLaughlin. <laughs> so that's my Kf story. He's my wedding gift from the two of them. <laughs> but in terms of behind the curtain, uh coming up with the concept of state, it is actually totally by accident. Ooh. Oh. And, um, <laughs> oh, she, I, I think she's gonna laugh when she listens to this story again. Um, uh, my, my best friend Ashley, uh, we, we actually met through wrestling, but she retired, uh, because it turned out she had fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. So she, unfortunately, just her, her body couldn't cope with wrestling anymore. And, um, so we remained really close friends after that. And one day, after uh, we were hanging out. I, I, I asked her, uh, Hey, do you want to help me film a promo? And she said, Sure. Because uh, at the time she was my go to for helping me film a promo. So the co owners of Fierce Females, uh, Brooke and Mickey Whitflasher, had asked me to do some promos, uh, some character work, and asked hey, taking film promo about how how you're doing after you've retired and I said, yeah, sure. So I had this funny concept in my head, uh, because I'm a big rom-com fan as well. Yes. Uh, so the first promo was mostly based on the Bond. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scene after her boyfriend breaks up with her because he thinks that he's gonna, prepare, she thinks he's gonna propose and she's lying on her bed and she, she starts uh, throwing chocolates the TV shouting, Liar! <laughs> So, um the whole promo is me watching the match bath and I just started playing chocolate on the skin. And mm-hmm. Ashley was not feeling her very best that day Her fibromyalgia was that much and she's feeling really down about it. So I thought, how about I make my friend laugh here? So when she when she went to the bathroom, uh I, I grabbed the poster because I still had it from the match. And I jumped into bed. Oh my god. (laughs) And uh, she walked in and she just could not stop laughing at me. And I said to her, do you think we should film with this? And she says, yes, 100%. So you can thank my friend Ashley. Well, thank you, Ashley. (laughs) Now, I know Toasty is
0: particularly fond of unicorns, specifically one of my friends, the Irish unicorn, Amy Alonzi. So, on the reel, though, how has it been working with Amy in such a fun feud? Ah,
1: she's a damn Irish pussy. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, in terms in all seriousness, uh, working with Amy has been amazing. Um, the first time I ever seen her was through a few females, in fact. And, fax, and mm-hmm. Since then, I've, I've always wanted to work her. We were actually quite fortunate where, uh, before, before I got station marks hired, uh, from the company, <laughs> um, uh, she and I actually got to do a match and it was one of those really fun matches and we just had that instant chemistry. So going forward with this, uh, all these shenanigans, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, honestly, happy to be able to work with Amy. She, she's been on my list for a little while uh, to be able to go and
0: have a program with. Now storyline wise I know you're trying to convert Toasty away from unicorns so tell me how has the unicorn aversion therapy been going for Toasty?
1: Not very well. Um, <laughs> the other day I found them watching some of her matches. Uh, before that I found them watching some Toasty Poster. To <laughs> So, we're gonna have some long words about that. Um, but, no, unicorn aversion therapy is not going very well. The other day, <laughs> I found, uh, the unicorn headband that he acquired from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to keep track of his Twitter DMs, and, uh, he was <laughs> to say I'm not very happy with that. So, Amy, if you're listening, you're such a hussy, and I hate you. J- JK, I love you. Now, in the
0: midst of all this craziness, you've also started the hashtag Justice for Emily movement, which you kind of mentioned a little bit since you've been kayfabe fired from Fierce Females in Glasgow. So tell me what exactly led you to this? What went down in Fierce Females to get you fired, Miss Emily?
1: Oh, uh, what have I not done? Uh, <laughs> in, in my defense, I did nothing. Uh Brooke and Whippy would say otherwise. <laughs> Sammy Joe would say otherwise. Uh Amy would say otherwise. A lot of them would say otherwise. Ella, but, uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's true, mm-hmm. I, but you know. But well, uh, <laughs> it like, kind of uh, started with Sammy Joe. Really, I felt like that she was getting more opportunities than, than I was, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I and I felt uh, unjust. Hashtag justice for Emily. I felt unjust and I felt like, uh, considering I'd been around by this point, God, that, that was two, 2019 when I did the, the match Uh, so I, God, I've been around since 2014, so. Yes. I, yeah. I, I felt, I felt like I deserved a little bit more opportunity and recognition and, uh, Sammy Joe, I will say, actually, was just collateral damage on the way. She was an easy target. Uh, she, she bit. She bit. Uh, she took the bait. So, I kind of I just ran with it. Uh, so she got engaged and, of course, that, uh, played in my favour because, with making fun of her engagement, I ended up having to do a wedding themed eye quit match with her. So, yeah, I got uh, fired because of that. Gotcha. So, it all worked in my favour.
0: Gotcha. <laughs>
1: now, now your character is obviously
0: more heelish, kind of sneaky and kind of angry. <laughs> um, but I'm curious to know, you seem like such a sweet person in real life. So what would you say has been the biggest challenge or difficulty in playing a heel in wrestling? Well,
1: for me, it was uh, originally uh, including my training matches. Uh, I was always playing baby kids. And then one day, uh, my coach, TJ Rage, decided, nah, we're, we're going to put the switch on you and we're going to make you heal. Uh, let's see how it goes. Uh, and for me, at first, it, it was the, the struggle of character because mm-hmm. before wrestling, I, I was actually quite shy. Um, I didn't have much confidence. Um, I was actually bullied for high school. That explains why I hated high school so much. Uh-huh. And, um, so that's where my, my lack of confidence came from. But then when I actually decided to venture into wrestling and the more, the more I took to it because I, I just love wrestling so much. And the more that I took to it and the more that I, I got involved with it, the confidence grew and, and um, and then just, it, one day during a training match it was, um, when I was playing heel, the penny kind of a drop and I was slowly starting to figure out the, the kind of a character, I guess, for, for heel, but I was nowhere near where I am now, of course, with my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it became a kind of a, a process where every time I was at a show, I would think to myself, maybe I'll try this today and see if it works. And if it did work, I would keep it going. Or if it didn't work, I go, mm, maybe I'll try this instead. And it's just been over the years, just kind of a trial and error at this point. And you get to a point where you kind of, uh, suss out how the, the crowd is going to respond to you. And you mm. know when to, to switch it and turn it off and turn it down. So, um, it's been, it has been a long process, but I, yeah. I feel like kind of a getting there now. Kind of a.
0: I think you're doing very well as a heel. I've been particularly enjoying, well, I found you through Amy, and then your feud on Twitter has been hilarious. And then watching it play out on Fierce Females has been amazing. So I think you're doing
1: superb. Oh, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Now, switching gears here, I know one of the women who's influenced you on the UK scene is Kaylee Ray, who's also a graduate of PBW, where you trained. But tell me, what draws you to her, or what about her inspires you?
1: Wow. So, as as you said, uh, she's a fellow graduate of the PBW Academy. Uh, Credit to Kids Fight and CJ Rage. A lot of amazing talent have come through the school. In terms of Kayleigh, I think the the thing that that, that drew me towards her the most, uh, she she was actually part of one of the, the first ever uh, women's matches I'd watched in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And so when Fierce Females was just starting out, I believe, uh, when it was still in association with ICW, uh, Kaylee was involved in a Fatal Four Way, and so it was herself, Carmel Jacob, Sarah Marie Taylor, who's a Two of them that I've mentioned are both other cornerstones of Scottish wrestling. And my, my wrestle ma, who I've actually told this story to, uh, then Bet Noir, now Jayla Dark. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, watching that Fatal Four Way, I thought, wow, these girls can go. And, um, with Kayleigh, I was really drawn to the never say die attitude of her, uh, there's moments of her that I'll, I'll never forget. She's made like a lot of unforgettable moments for me. Uh, there was the time where she, she got launched by Mikey Whiplash via powerbomb into the wall, uh, the Edinburgh Club and, uh, and, and then, uh, the first time I've ever seen her do a swan swanton and I thought, wow, <laughs> she, she's just a female Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm and um anytime that i've spoken to her as well she's she's been absolutely lovely and there's been a couple of occasions where i've had the pleasure of wrestling her and uh anytime she's given me advice or feedback she she's always been so amazing with it uh she's been like being able to be um critical at the same time complimentary which, which is what i absolutely love because the last thing you ever want is for someone to be like, oh well, that was good, and then just leave it at that. so How am I supposed to go as a performer, mm-hmm. for what you to do is compliment me. So, Hayley's been great, uh, any anytime she's giving me feedback, uh, any anytime I get the, the honour, actually, of her taking the time to give me feedback, uh, I honestly, I can't say enough about her, I'm actually, like, fashion just thinking about her. Aw, uh-huh. good. Now, you mentioned the
0: Swanton, which brings up another woman who you grew up loving, which was Lita of Team Extreme at the time. And now you kind of already answered what I was going to ask, but I know Lita would furiously hit her moonsaults and you thought, oh, girls can do that. That's pretty cool. But I'm wondering, have you ever attempted to do a Swanton or a moonsault?
1: Oh, my goodness, no. Oh. I've got a thing about leaving the ground. Uh the uh-huh. most that you'll get o- <laughs> the most that you'll get out of me right now is maybe a crossbody off the apron. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's something that I would always uh like to try at some point, in particular the swan tongue. I would love to try that. I've got a thing about going backwards, like I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh so mm-hmm. I've got like a, a mental block with that. But uh, I found that with moves or flips or anything going forward, I'm usually okay because I can see where I'm going. So I'd like to, I would like to give that a bash.
0: That'd be fun. It would. Well, I I would be scared too though. Do a moon salt. That like I used to do gymnastics, but like it's been a while. And like being up in the air, I'd be like, oh, uh, I don't know about this.
1: <laughs> oh wow, you used to do gymnastics.
0: Yeah, back in the day, but. Oh gosh, I would be scared to do moon salt. It's cool to see, but like once you actually do it, I feel like it's just terrifying. Oh yeah, I I don't
1: envy anyone that can. It's it's cool, but i yeah. It's just not my.
0: <laughs> now I know one of your dream matches is against the legendary late Eddie Guerrero. So what about yeah. him draws you to him?
1: Oh, uh so that that's is a very long-winded story. Um. So, Eddie, Guerrero, Chris Jericho, uh, the, the, and Edge, uh, they're three of the, the wrestlers that, that played a big part in, yes. uh, in my, my wrestling life growing up. Uh, in particular with, uh, Eddie, I've always had these fond memories with my dad. It was my dad and, and brother that got me into wrestling. And we would always watch Eddie and, uh, and it was the vignettes that Eddie would do, uh, the, the lie, cheat and steal ones in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just remember sitting watching them with my dad and we would get a laugh at them and it was just, um, funnily enough, I, I, I actually met Chavo, who's another idol of mine, uh, Chavo Ooh. Guerrero. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, said this to Chavo. So it was, it was a. Uh, the charisma of Eddie that I absolutely loved. It was, the, it was the charm, uh, that drew me in. Not just the fact that he was technically sound. Uh, I don't think you're ever gonna find someone so polished in that mm-hmm, aspect again. Okay. Uh, because this is a man that, 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 traveled all over the world, uh, learning different styles and in, in, in honing his craft before he eventually went to WCW, then WWE. Um, and, that moment where he won the WWE title, I'll never forget that. I actually cried when he did. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so happy. But, um, yeah, he, he just, it was charisma. And I remember thinking, I want to be that confident someday. I, I want to be the, the person that, that, that makes fans feel a connection like that. Um, it made me feel like I, I was a part of wrestling. It made me feel like I was a part of something.
0: Well, let me tell you something, Emily. You at least to me exude confidence and whether it's fake it till you make it, you to me exude that com- that confidence perfectly. So I just want you to know at least from my perspective, you look like you're having a lot of fun being a heel and you got you know what you're doing. You know your worth at least to me. So Oh,
1: thank you so much. It's a lot of fun being a heel. Though. I love that. <laughs>
0: Now I know also one of your ultimate goals in wrestling is to wrestle in Japan but I'm interested to know do you have your eyes on anyone in particular you'd love to face off with in Japan?
1: Well uh that's another long-winded answer because um I'm a big Japanophile so (laughs) we got time Um, oh that's good then well um in terms of Japan, I've always wanted to follow the, the footsteps of Kaylee, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, be able to say that I've worked for companies like Stardom. Stardom uh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's some a lot, there's been some amount of amazing talent that's come out of Stardom, like Io Shirai, uh, Kairi Hojo now, Kairi Sane, um, mm-hmm. I could go on. Uh, so, a couple of the girls that I would uh, like to work, uh, for example there is Mayu, that I believe, uh, she's still in Sardom and mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to remember the, the other company uh, oh, Ice Ribbon uh, so Wrestle Majela Dark worked there as well, and she, she told me nothing but amazing things working there and then you've got my big sister as a follower, uh, Aisha Raymond and yeah. she mm-hmm. she's worked for uh, Seedling and uh, she she always keeps uh, talking about getting me over at some point to to work with her over there. So that's a bit of a unconventional answer, I guess. Like I'd love to work Aisha in Japan, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, there's too many girls to name. Honestly, there's far too many girls, to name far too many talented girls. Uh, Hannah, Hannah's another one that I would like. Hannah is
0: great.
1: But, yeah, the stuff yeah. that she's doing with the Tokyo Cyber Squad, I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, and it's, um, that's another thing that I love about Targum, uh, just talking about the, the, the Cyber Squad. Uh, being able to see characters like Hannah and then Bobby and Zoe came into the mix, mm-hmm. it was just so cool with this totally different element to the character. Especially Zoe, since she's the, the beauty wrestler. Yes. And then
0: seeing her and like Bobby Tyler from the UK come into the mix too, They they're all different. But like Hannah leading them, they kind of just all mesh well together.
1: Yeah, it, it's like Stardom's really got that, 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 that good element about it where it, it, it finds people that will just gel well together for, mm-hmm. in terms of like teams, uh, which I've actually noticed any time that there's been a, a British and, and, uh, Japan alliance, that the teams mm-hmm. always actually work so well together.
0: And, you know, something I'm also curious about is you're obviously a two-time women's champion in W3L, which claims to be a top-quality American-style wrestling would bring it across the UK. And while I know strong style is known in Japan, how would you describe American wrestling? Like, what is the difference? It says it's bringing American-style wrestling across the UK, but how would you define American-style wrestling? So, the
1: way in which I would define... American style wrestling is, I would say, it's the entertainment value, the the showmanship, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, in that aspect, we'll, we'll take WWE, for example, it's a big soap opera, mm-hmm. so there's, there's that, and it's building the, the stories and the characters and... One of the, the pieces of advice I, I was given that I'll never forget is uh that people care about the character that's taking the bump, they don't care about the, the person. Uh, mm-hmm. So in, in terms of that, like going with that, yeah, that's what I would say. So you've got Japan with the, the strong style, you've got British wrestling that, that focuses on the, the more technical aspects mm-hmm. of it, and then you've got... A, the American style wrestling, which focuses more on your, your showmanship and your character and whatnot. Uh, and I feel like that's what draws people into the likes of WWE mm. and now TNA, um, AEW, etc.
0: I was just curious because I like I knew strong style knew what it was knew pretty much what the UK scene was about but I saw it's an American style wrestling so I was just honestly curious to know the answer to that because I didn't know and I'm <laughs> from America so thank yes. you for defining that for me.
1: <laughs> oh no problem. I always say that wrestling's like a big pantomime if mm-hmm. anything. So you know when you've got the villain that's like oh no you don't oh yes I did. <laughs>
0: Now, is there a certain match stipulation you'd like to tackle sometime down the line that you haven't yet? Oh,
1: yes, 100%. So, I've now done an I quit style match. I've also done a street fight, which I, I, I've always wanted to do, and I got mm-hmm. the pleasure of doing that with, again, my <laughs> uh, the Dark. I was actually our first match, our first match for her last ever match in Scotland, uh, and it was for the W3L Women's Championship, so that, that holds a special place in my heart, that, and it was my first ever street fight, so who oh. better to take me through mm-hmm. it than Jayla, who's like the, the expert at street fights. Yeah, so, absolutely. So for me, cause I, I was actually talking about this the other day, uh, with one of my friends, and one of the styles I would actually like to do, it's a, it's a bit surprising actually coming from me, but uh deathmatch, I would actually like to do a deathmatch.
0: That would be grueling though, but it de- would definitely bring a like a new edge to your character that I'd love to see.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's why I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones not only just to say that I've done it, but just to show that yes, I can do it. Uh, Another one that I'd love those bills all a ladder match, but
0: that's just me living out my, my Hardy Boys fantasy there. Yep. <laughs> Same. The Hardy Boys are great. I think we've all wanted to jump off ladders, but then when we realize, oh, wait, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this is kind of just a random question, but I want to know the answer. I know your favorite cheat meal is pizza, but it's very important to know what is your favorite topping on that pizza?
1: Oh pepperoni 100%. Uh, I actually got into an argument with my boyfriend the other day about that because he he said to me why don't you like pineapple on a pizza and I mm-hmm. said well, because it's wrong.
0: Well yeah that's a very controversial
1: question pineapple on pizza or not. But it's my happiness Ella. It's my happiness.
0: You clearly drew the line so <laughs> stick with your guns. <laughs> And now, lastly, I know quarantine has given people some proper time for self-care, but how is Toasty taking care of himself?
1: Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, the other day I caught him watching a toaster's uh, popping up people, so uh, it's not very boring, well, for him. Although he has taken an ocean to play in the Nintendo 64 quite a
0: lot. I saw, too, he was thinking of starting his own Twitch.
1: Yeah, yeah, because everyone else is doing it during quarantine, I shouldn't post it.
0: (laughs) You should, though, too.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, 100%. That is in the works as we speak. So watch out for Gamer Beach.
0: Okay. Now, before I let you go, can you please just tell the listeners where they can find you on social
1: media? Okay, let me just get my list out. <laughs> okay, so on Facebook it's just Emily Hayden. Uh, surprisingly, I actually share the name with an American fitness model, so that's pretty awesome. Ooh. So yeah, if you see someone that's not very very athletic looking, that's me. So follow that one. And um, on Twitter it is Emily Hayden under slash UK. And on Instagram, it is under slash Emily Hayden under slash.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today, Emily. It was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ella. I've had a blast.
0: And that about concludes this episode of A Wrestling Gal. And it was a pleasure chatting with Emily Hayden. She is doing incredible things in the UK and specifically in Fierce Females. She is definitely one to watch. She has such a creative and brilliant character, honestly. Like working with a toaster and being able to put that over is something that not a lot of people can do. So, thank you, Emily, for entertaining me during this quarantine in your continuous feud with fierce females on Twitter. It is so fun to watch. And she's also been putting out amazing promos on her Facebook as well so definitely go check that out and i hope this episode was able to provide some sort of relief or positivity for you guys i hope it made you smile it was a lot of fun chatting with emily but also don't forget to remember hannah kamara such a great and unique talent that is only once in a lifetime she will always be remembered in my heart and in the wrestling community as a whole. I am so proud of Hannah and I'm so sad by this news but I hope that we can somehow turn it into making a change and seriously putting our words into action and taking a stand against cyberbullying and taking mental health seriously now, especially in the climate that this world is in today. We definitely need to remember and make a more conscious effort not only for ourselves but for the well-being of others. So again, thanks a lot for listening. And never forget Hannah Kamara. Thanks, guys.